How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Let's Cross the Line. I am your host, H.L. Rosario. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This is a pre-recorded episode. Uh, this is a second part of a two-part conversation that I have with the one and only Aramis Albino. If you are interested in hearing the first um, episode, the first part of this episode, go ahead and go into my social media platforms right there on the, in the bio. There's a link to all of the platforms we are on, um, Pandora, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout is my hosting platform. Um, find me there. You'll be able to hear all the other episodes as well. And since this is a pre-recorded um, second part episode of the full conversation, I'm going to you know start off exactly where we left off. So without further ado, here's Adam Salvino. Um, that actually goes right into our, I guess, the next question I have. And I think we kind of been answering it anyways as we've been talking. Um, but we are both charismatic. And this is the difference between, uh, this is, well, the opposite of, of course, what a cessationist is, yes. is we're continuationist. So we believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, it is chapter 12 <laughs> of uh, Corinthians, that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are still active and moving today. Um, and we do believe in the supernatural movement of the Holy Spirit. How do you balance effective Bible teaching? Of course, uh, teaching of sound doctrine and allowing the Spirit to move at the same time. What What's most important to you and what are the dangers of focusing only on one side or, you know, vice versa? Yeah, there, there was a great evangelist. He, he was asked, what's more important, prayer or or the scriptures. You know, prayer is usually a time where you spend with Jesus alone, where the Holy Spirit makes him real to you. And the scriptures are obviously the word of God that opens up and is like the straw to get to the to the juice, which is Jesus. It's just the window to see Jesus. And, you know, what's more important, one or the other? And uh, a wise man was once asked this, and, and he asked them, let me ask you a question. What's more important, to breathe in to, or to breathe out? <laughs> you know, the scripture and Amen. the spirit go hand in hand, mm -hmm. and you cannot disconnect them both. And I believe we're, we're, our generation is really going to put that thing together. Mm. You know, uh, the previous generation, you know, there was some who overemphasize the the intellectual side the scriptures and not even the scriptures more the theology mm. behind everything they become more fanatics of theologians than of jesus himself yeah. you know they say yeah. the names of john calvin and and mm -hmm. even jacob jacob arminius more yeah, than they mm -hmm. say the name of jesus that's right and uh and there's some on the other end that have completely thrown out the scriptures and it's all holy ghost just let yeah. it flow yeah. rabasha. And, and i think just like you were saying mike brown actually wrote a book called playing with holy fire mm -hmm. I'm going to read this book. It's powerful. He basically explains the the abuses within the charismatic and Pentecostal movement. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, God told me this, God told me that, or or sow a seed today and you'll get this and this and that. Yeah. And God will bless you in this specific way. And and I and I think there, although the move of the Spirit is real, it, it has to be balanced. The reason right. why Paul wrote the letters to the Corinthians was not to teach yes. them about the Holy Spirit. Yes. It was to correct them in the abuses mm -hmm. of the Spirit within the church. Mm -hmm. and, and I think we need to bring that back to the church today. And I think that's how we balance the move of the Spirit with the Word of God. Correct. And, and how we balance 
overemphasizing the scriptures is with letting the Holy Spirit flow. And I don't think there's such thing as overemphasizing scripture. Again, it's it's like breathing in and yeah, breathing out. It's absolutely. it's we're both sus, uh, sustenance and necessary, mm-hmm. but we cannot underemphasize either one. I love you know, that. The, the, Jesus says, uh, "The day is coming and ha- has already come, where people will worship." the Father, and spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's both. It's mm-hmm. spirit and truth. It's both in one. It's not 50-50. It's 100-100. You need both in your church or else uh, we will not survive. I, I think that was such a smooth night. Like butter, bro. It was like butter. <laughs> like mantequilla. <Come> on. <laughs> it was like butter. Bro. I like I love, butter. I love butter, too. <laughs> um, so, I like it on steak. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah, man. Some little, you know, some steak. I like my biscuits. All that good stuff. Um, and you're going to get me hungry, bro. And you haven't even eaten anything. Come on. <laughs> um, um, so, you know, I, I agree like a hundred percent. I think that that beautiful balance is, is, is what's necessary for, for a life giving church. And we hear that a lot with a life giving church. Um, you know, one thing that I, I kind of, we were talking a little bit about the circles of, of Calvinism, right? Um, and this is with anyone who, who emphasizes too much of like the theology and wanting to be right. You know, there's nothing wrong. I always say this, there's nothing wrong with being right. There's nothing wrong trying to teach scripture, right? Interpret it, right? Preach it, right? And even defend it, right? But when your pursuit of always being right impedes you from doing what's right, it defeats the whole purpose yes. of Christian living yes. and, and evangelism in, in general. Yes. It poisons, it, it's poisoning. It, 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 it poisons with arrogance and, and pride. And I think that's something that, that we see a lot in the mm. people that yes. fall into that theological and forget about the, the move of the spirit and, and the, the essence of mm-hmm. why the Holy Spirit's here. You know, Jesus said, I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving you. I'm, I'm sending you like yes. a counselor, yes. a comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, you know, and it's something that, that empowers us to go ahead forward to live a fruitful Christian lives, mm-hmm. but also to, to be able to preach the gospel effectively yes. and yes. through signs and wonders. Um, now, um, the next kind of couple, the last two questions I, I'm going to ask you, of course, they're, they're not, they're not jabs that you, I, I find you amazing, bro. I think you're brilliant, sharp, man. Um, you know, nah, dude, that's all you, bro. <laughs> oh, Don't talk you. about yourself like that. <laughs> nah, bro, you, you're sharp. You do remind me a little bit of me, a better version. I'm, I'm the great value version of you, bro. Nah, <laughs> you got to stop, bro. <laughs> no, I, I dude, I, you're super Making sharp. Head big. You, 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 you know, you, I, I honestly can see, I do see a lot of myself in you and, and your boldness and, and your courage is amazing. Um, and this is no way whatsoever jabbing at you at all but I'm definitely going to kind of cross the line a little bit here yeah, and, and kind of and ask the questions that maybe some people are thinking right um many Christians may take your method of evangelizing as too invasive right you know and even inappropriate in timing and place what do you what do you got to say to people like this um and have you ever personally received this kind of criticism have you heard it personally or overall have you received good feedback yeah, thousands and thousands of times. Yeah, uh, I made this video recently, a few months ago in November. I was preaching at a at a food court in in Tampa, Florida, and I got kicked out by the security guard. Like he, he came up to me face to face. You see him in the video; it's so cool. Uh, and I was with this group of, of of Christians. I was preaching at a conference, and they were young people, and they had never done this type of evangelism before, mm-hmm. going out and preaching the gospel. And uh, we we put this video on TikTok. It blew up. It's almost like at a million views wow, now. Wow! Wow! Yeah, okay. it's crazy. And and there was I think the reason it blew up is because there was so much controversy in the chat. You yeah. know, there was some unbelievers like, "Oh, shut up and let them eat their food." You know, there was there was some. <laughs> I, I laughed at some That's of those. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some believers like, "Oh, you know, I agree with what he's saying, but he could have approached it a better way. He could have just you know talked about the love of God one on one." And and you know, there was other believers like, "Yeah, come on, Amen. That's what we need. We need come on, we're in the last days. We need to preach the gospel." <laughs> Uh, crazy uh, people like you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, and, and I think uh, 
the, the Bible says a very, Jesus gave us a parable about evangelism. He says the kingdom of heaven is like a sower. Mm-hmm. He goes around sowing seeds. Some will fall on the path and, and it will not grow at all. The birds yeah. will come, which is the devil, and take it out of the heart yeah. immediately. You know, some will fall on the soil that, that has uh, uh, thorns on it. So it'll start mm-hmm. growing, but then the pressures Correct. of life just choke it out. Some of, of the seed falls on the rock and, and it begins to grow. But since it mm-hmm. does not have that foundation root, of, the, yep. of the word or, or the spirit, it, it, it crumbles and but some will fall on good soil and mm-hmm. and I, I think all that criticism is worth it if it falls on just one Amen. that all has right. good soil right. as hard it's just <laughs> one that if, if that one then grows jesus says some that that one will multiply to 30 60 even 100 times what was sown <laughs> yes so so it, i don't care if the whole world would criticize me i'm gonna do what jesus told me to do and it's to sow the seed of the gospel and why in that way why not approach them one-on-one i think there's different methods of evangelism mm. Mm-hmm. And I do them all, you know, I do some, some evangel, you know, I do like a little evangelistic appeal on social media. I do one-on-one evangelism. You know, I go to the park, talk to people one-on-one, kind of, kind of give them the gospel, get them to give their life to Jesus, get them plugged into my church, which I think everyone should be doing by the way. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I have this, this, this special craving to just go in front of people and make myself look like a fool. That is too you know, funny. The, the Bible says that, that God chose the foolishness of preaching to make himself known. Like it's, Paul says, I have not come with persuasive speech, mm-hmm. but with power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. And that's all it is. You know, the word preach in the Bible, when Jesus says go and preach the gospel to every creature, that word preach is the word caruso. When you look at that word caruso, what it means is, it is it's the messenger of a king. When he comes, comes into the city that's newly conquered by this new kingdom and he stands up in the highest place in the city and he makes a royal announcement, a royal edict. Behold, this is the new king. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Mm, mm. He didn't say whisper the gospel. He didn't say go behind the scenes and hey, let me give you this little track. <laughs> hey, do you go to church? right? No, 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 no. He said preach the gospel to make a royal proclamation Mm. to Caruso, an announcement, a proclamation, a declaration that a new king has arisen to his throne. Mm. Jesus did not just say, go and preach the good news of my love or that you're going to heaven when you die. No, no, no. He said, go and preach the gospel of the kingdom. And this is very important that Jesus is the king. He's coming back as king. And and, and his first kingdom that he wants to establish is not anything physical, not with walls that will crumble or streets that will eventually begin to crack, but he wants to establish his kingdom in the heart of every man mm, have, have, go ahead that's beautiful no no go ahead you go ahead. you keep going yeah, yeah. you're on fire I'm, I'm just gonna shut my microphone right now <laughs> have you heard of the holiday juneteenth i i the hall yes 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 uh, juneteenth yeah. yes that's- so so for those of you who don't know and are listening and are not mm-hmm. americans you're probably excused but if you are american there is no excuse mm-hmm. every one of us should know about this holiday and celebrate it uh you know this this holiday june 19th 1865, it's, it's, it's about the proclamation of the abolition of slavery in Texas. And of course, many of us know, you know, Civil War, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Emancipation Proclamation, September 22nd, 1862. But what's crazy about it is it actually went into effect uh, January 1st, 1863, the, next, the very next year. But news in those days obviously traveled very slow. Yeah. You know, they didn't have text. They didn't have social media. They didn't have the fake news. Um, but so often, <laughs> so often news had to be delivered in person. So riders would go on horseback out to places that have never heard the news. And they would announce that this thing has been ordered. And you know what's crazy? The last state to hear 
about the emancipation of the American slaves was Texas. Mm. And there was approximately 25,000 slaves living in Texas. And it was two years after the Emancipation Proclamation, Mm. two years later, Mm -hmm. that they heard about their freedom. June 19th, just picture this, June 19th, 1865, General Gordon Granger arrives in Galveston, Texas. He's leading a platoon of almost 2,000 soldiers. They were sent to occupy and and sent by the federal government. And General Granger stands up in the highest building in the balcony of the Ashton Villa in Galveston. And he reads General Order Number 3, which announced the emancipation of all slaves. I wonder what that was like. Just Mm -hmm. being there. Can you imagine that general? General riding into town, 2,000 armed soldiers following him behind. He gets up on the balcony of the highest building. He opens up a letter and he begins to read General Order Number 3, which basically said something like this. He said, if you are a slave, you are now free. If you are a slaveholder, your ownership is revoked as of this day. Every person is a free person. The war has been won. The Emancipation Proclamation has been given. Go in peace. Mm -hmm. And this is is what I have in my mind when I'm preaching the gospel. This is is the heart of the evangelist. When Paul tells Timothy, go and do the work of the evangelist, this is what he means. Everyone is called to proclaim the victory. Uh, I don't go to win the victory. I go to proclaim it. The victory Mm -hmm. was already won 2,000 years ago on that cross when Jesus died. We are messengers of the good news. We will proclaim it from the rooftops. We're called to announce the kingdom of God and that king is Jesus. Amen, bro. Amen. Look at that. Like, see, now I, I I hope the critics out there and people that are thinking this can kind of see where your heart is at. I mean, it should be where their heart is at too. You know, it's it's yes. that when you, if you love your brother and you know that mm. there's someone that's, they're going to drown if you or someone that's in the middle of a train yes. track, yes. you know, that's asleep or you know a train's coming. If you love them, you're going to go save them. Mm. So we all should be feeling that same feel and that, that, that heartfelt, what Jesus yes. felt was like, you know, hello, you know, we're all on a path of destruction. We're all on our way to path to, 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 to hell. And, and if we love our, the people around us, we love our enemy. We need to go and, and truly save them by delivering that message of hope, which is a gospel. You know, it's funny that you say that because, um, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, you, you, you are, you have some guts, man. You really got some guts when it comes to the evangelism. I personally, I, I would be very, you know, yeah. Glory to God to that because you have some guts because I, I would, if, if, if people are not used to it, they, they'll probably just cover their eyes and kind of go down like this and just be like, Oh God, what is he doing? You know? <laughs> so, but you know, and, but the reality is, is that there's, like there's, yes. there's, 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 there's this, an urgency, there's yeah. an urgency of, of we need to save some souls. Yes. So I can understand completely where you're coming from. Um, you know, it's my dad one time, my dad, um, he, he came to Puerto Rico when he was about 18 years old and he came to Miami and there was a time where he had an African missionary that lived with him as a roommate. And, um, um, he would, you know, he'd go out with his friends and, and this he, guy was humble. He was, he was genuine. He loved the Lord, you know, um, he was a charismatic of course. Um, but he was, he was genuinely just loved God. And in Miami, there's this, this, this aquarium there. They have like kind of like a smaller version of SeaWorld over there in Miami. I don't think it's open anymore, but, um, I can be wrong if you're from Miami and you know what I'm talking about. Just let me know. Um, but, uh, there was a, they went to go see like this show and it was like a stadium you know kind of mm-hmm. like Sea World right yes. and um, my dad and him walk in and my dad is sitting down sitting down and he has his friend there sitting and all of a sudden he saw that his friend was kind of very quiet and timid at the moment mm-hmm. and he like very pensive and he's like you okay he's like yeah 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 and all of a sudden like a couple seconds later he gets up out of his feet he turns around and he says 
Everyone, Jesus loves you. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and my dad got so embarrassed, bro. He was like, what are you doing? Like, and then when he sat down, oh, he's man. like, I never thought that I would have the opportunity wow. to say that Jesus loves you to thousands of people wow. unexpectedly. Jesus, and, and, Jesus. And, and, we, and he, he felt wow. the urgency yes. at the moment, you know, yes. and, and who knows who needed, needed that, that yeah. at the moment, you know? Yeah. So um, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, bro. Um, now, have people questioned your motives? I mean, I mean, you know, I know that you, you just mentioned that your video gone vi- went viral. Is, is there are going to be some haters out there and critics that are going to say they're going to question your motives? What, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I remember when I went to this specific uh, outreach, I think one of the guys, he, he was telling me, let's do it, but let's not record. And I'm like, dude, we're the light of the world. Mm. You know, Jesus tells us we are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be yeah. hidden. If you have a light inside of the house and it's the only light in the house, you're not going to put it under a shade or a bowl. You're going to put it in the middle of the house for everyone to see. And you yeah. can't, if you have the gospel, you want it to hear as many people as possible. You know, my motive behind posting it on social media isn't that it would blow up, but it's going to blow up because Jesus preaches an explosive message. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus, people need Jesus. And believe it or not, more people saw it on social media than people who were actually there. Correct. Christians got inspired. Christians uh, mm-hmm. got a fire of revival in them. People... Uh, might believe they probably haven't told me it straight up but uh you know they might think that that i'm just doing this for the hype or just doing it to, to yeah. be cool or i'm chasing a platform but i'm not chasing anything i just want to proclaim jesus to to everyone and and have souls get saved man that's that's the ultimate goal if if until all have heard that's right and what better way than to do it than through social media i, I love it bro i love it and that's that's, that's kind of like the world we're living at the moment you know it, it's it is that that tech world and i'm kind of still ignorant about it you know I, I, but <laughs> we have to we have to reach it through those masses yeah. right you millennials man you guys are getting uh, old hey 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 hey! don't 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 take don't i know I'm hitting yeah. my 30s bro i'm gonna yeah, go yeah. I'm soon hitting my wow, 30s dude, you're, you're like ancient man. <laughs> you know it's funny because you guys uh you guys are uh, gen zers whatever you want to call them you guys criticize us millennials, but you guys are the same generation that were eating Tide Pods for quite some time. Just letting uh, you know. Not me, bro. Not me. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, bro. You know, I'm just saying, y'all criticizing our skinny jeans still sure, and stuff, sure, but you know, sure. the Tide Pods are you still eating them, right? Oh, man. That's funny. That's <laughs> oh, funny. no, dude. This has been amazing. People that are listening, I want you to know that Jesus is coming. I know you've been yes. saying that you, we've been hearing it for years, and we've been hearing it like back in the 70s was big, you know, people out on the streets that Jesus yes. is coming, Jesus yes. is coming. But of course, we God lives in in, in the Chrono, the Kairos. You know, we're in Chronos, and, the, and for one day for God is like a thousand years, and a thousand years for like one day. And, and although it may seem like forever that He's not coming, we need to preach the gospel. We need to have the same urgency. And, and I'm so glad to have um, Aramis here with me and and with us at this moment. It kind of like. Um, Tell us about that urgency and, and, and really instead of bring, you know, having evangelism as an accessory in our churches and in our lives, let's make this a lifestyle yes. because that's exactly yes. what the calling that God has given each one of us. And especially in the charismatic side here, if you, especially the young people, they always, they, and I'm not sure if it's, it's the young people nowadays, but I remember when I was young, everyone would, everyone would ask, oh, what's, I wonder what my calling is. You know, what, God, what is mm. God calling me yes. to be? Is it a passion? Brother and sister, I'm telling you, God is calling you just to preach the gospel. Yes. Whatever form you're going to yes. go ahead and, and, and manifest that, you just need to preach the gospel and yes. let it be Christ-centered because that is the one that can save and the only one who can save. Now, Aramis, uh, leave us with a little bit of encouragement, brother, and, and we'll kind of like close it from here, bro. To, um, what do you want to say to the people that are hearing and, and what do you want to kind of uh, make sure, what is it to close us and bring this all together? What do you want to kind of tell us here at Let's Cross the Line? Yeah, what I would say is, you know, I've, I've said a lot of go, a lot of preach, a lot of you know, just do the work that Jesus has called you to do. But but this is actually going to be kind of opposite of, of that. 
And it's, it's just to rest and just mm. to, just to simmer in the presence of Jesus, you know, mm. to have a genuine, genuine love towards him. Um, it's, it's what happens in the secret place that then manifests in the public place. You know, we don't worry, don't worry about anything. Just love him. Let him do it through you. He says, abide in me and you will produce much fruit. I feel like so often in our Christian lives, we're just trying to produce fruit, trying to get our family in order, trying to get our money in order, trying to, you know, pray more and get our spiritual life. But it's not a practice. It's a person. It's, mm. it's a lover of our souls. You know, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 22, verse 17, this is the last time the church is ever mentioned in the scriptures. And I think if it's the last time, I think we should pay special attention to what it says. It says, the spirit and the bride say, come. Let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty, come. And let the one who wishes take of the free gift of the water of life. Evangelist Reinhard Bonnke said that before you ever hear the word go, you must first hear the word come. Jesus is calling us to come to him. You know, it's only when, when the water is still that it can perfectly reflect who is above. You know, and it's when we're still before the Lord, when we have that relationship with him, when we steward that private time with him, that we can perfectly reflect who is Jesus to the mm. world. And, and, you know, don't struggle, just snuggle. <laughs> just love him. And he will do it through you. Paul said, behold, it is not I who live, but Christ That's who right. lives in me. It's no longer we who live. We're not our own body. We're the body of Christ. We're him. We're his hands and feet on this earth. And he doesn't just want us to have this, this assurance of salvation that when we die, we're going to be in heaven with him. But we can have heaven right now. Mm. We can lock ourselves up in our closet and experience the glory of God, Amen. the sweet kisses of Jesus. You know, as charismatics, you know, probably a lot of people who believe in the move of God are listening to this. Let me encourage you. Stop looking for the public touches. Start looking for more private kisses. Yes. You know, we want to get touched. We want to get rocked. We want to get slain. Just rolling around in the church. But man, God just wants to kiss you. He yes. wants to love you. Uh, in, in the book of Song of Solomon, we see this illustration of, of, a, of a bride, a woman, and her beloved. The beloved and the love, they're, they're one. And, and this book, I think, is, is, is starting to get more popular. And it's going to be the most popular book, I believe, right before Jesus comes. Because that's who we are. At the end of the Bible, we are a bride. Mm -hmm. uh, let me just encourage you. Start recognizing yourself as a bride. Not just a servant. Not just a slave. Not just a son. Although those things are important. But you are his bride. You will become one with him one day. That's crazy, right? Paul mm. says, this is a great mystery that a man shall leave his father and his mother yep. and become one with his wife. <laughs> this I say about Christ and his church. And this is a great mystery. And, and, and it is a great mystery, like that we are going to become one with God, that God is going to be us. We're going to be with God. It's just going to be one. It's a mystery. I don't know. We don't know how it's going to happen. <laughs> and the beautiful thing about God is, is even Paul exhorts just the proclamation of, of just the beauty of God. Oh, the depth of the wisdom of the knowledge of God. Like God is infinite. Mm -hmm. We will forever be knowing him more and more. And even when we fully know him and become one with him and see his splendor for the rest of eternity, we will fully be knowing him. Beautiful. He is completely knowable, yet completely unknown. And that is yes. the beauty of God. There is more for you. If you're listening to this, there is more for you. Mm -hmm. There is more. There's more. Don't get stuck on your Christian walk after you spoke in tongues. There's more than tongues. And even if you haven't spoken tongues, there's more for you. There's more. We are a little goldfish in an <laughs> infinite ocean of God. There's more. 
It's not just the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Just get filled fresh with him. Just love him. Drink out of your innermost being would flow rivers. You know what a river is? It's water that doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. And and don't thirst. Don't thirst and say, God has a plan for me. God has taken me through a dry season. Why would we go through dry seasons if we have a river inside of us? (laughs) The reason we're dry is because we don't drink. Mm -hmm. The reason we fall into sin is because we're not with Jesus. You know, usually when I feel really tempted and, 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 and sin, it is is usually I look at my prayer life, it's when I'm not spending enough time with him alone. Absolutely. Or when I'm just not reading my word, just encounter God and you encounter him through the Holy Spirit Mm. and the word of God. Just, Just be with Jesus. And be like Jesus. That's my encouragement. Amen, bro. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, and mm. I think that's something that um, uh, we can definitely count for. Brother and sisters that hear me today, you know, <clears throat> just like the Bible verse says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Yes. Let's go ahead and do this. Come y'all. Um, well, there you go, guys. Um, thank you so much for tuning into Let's Cross the Line, a not so churchy podcast. <laughs>